Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May as we are once again covering UGA football recruiting. And Jed, uh, it is jam-packed once again as even though it's a dead period there's offers being extended and all kinds of stuff going on and uh in particularly if you saw there with our um overlay there that we had at the beginning coach uzo deribe has hit the ground running for uga uh and at this coaching staff absolutely i mean he's come in and you know he's you know step one is or there's kind of two steps you got to reach out to the guys that are already targeted by the coaches and say hey you know, introduce yourself, say there's still priorities and all that. And then you've got to offer, you know, guys that fit what you want to do with the position. And he's offered, I've got all these tabs open uh, on the top of my, uh, of, of Google right here, of all these guys that uh, Coach Uzo Deribe has extended offers to, including one that went out literally, Blaine, right as we were coming on the air a second ago. Uh, George offered Colton Vasek out of Austin Westlake at 23. Um, weak side defensive end. I mean, you guys can, you know, parse that up, mean it, whatever you want to. He's 6'6", 230 pounds, so sounds like an outside linebacker to me. But uh, the grind never stops, especially for those guys trying to, you know, bring in uh, the guys they want in these classes. And, and you know, people see the, the salaries and stuff. That that news came out today, uh, Jed, of, of a bunch of assistant coaches getting some salary bumps and, th- and things along that lines. But one, you know, some people even uh, like to make comments about that kind of stuff. And one, I don't begrudge anybody for making money. Guess what? If, if somebody's willing to pay you something – then you do you, man. You go ahead and, and uh, get what what somebody is willing willing to pay you. But also, um, man, when you equated out, uh, probably average a lot of this stuff out over the hours that these guys put in. Uh, I think well worth the 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 time and effort that they're putting in some of these uh, big salaries. And I think uh, Coach Uzo Deribe is fitting right in to to start off with. As you said, I mean, it's been numerous amounts of prospects to start off with that he's been offering. Yeah, and they all have a a similar mold, you know. Um, you know, six four two ten. Uh, let's see. Come on, internet. Six six two thirty. Six four two twenty. Six four two fifteen. Uh, six six two forty, and then this most recent one uh, to Colton Vasek out of Texas. Six six two thirty. So, what do those guys have in common? They're long. They're you know they're they're built. Uh, they obviously have room to grow. You know, those all those guys I just read off were. Um, 2023s with one exception, so not about to graduate high school imminently by any means. So, but they all have a, a type, and that's one thing. You know, when you get these position coaches in here, they want to put their stamp on whatever position group it is. And obviously, Coach Uzo Deribe is, um, you know, trying to do that here right off the bat. Absolutely, and uh, you know, there is some some unique circumstances to these right uh when we talk about some some international flares some guys who are originally from outside the the country even have some some uh commonalities with coach uzo deribe himself so my, uh you got had some details on that earlier uh on the uga on ugasports.com uh so go ahead and uh, tell tell everybody kind of what's going on on that on that aspect of things yeah man these two guys so they're the 2023 Desmond Umio Zulu. I, I apologize to anyone out there. Mr. I, Desmond. <laughs> Mr. Desmond. Yeah, Mr. Uh, D. U. Um, he's 6'6", 230 pounds, um, four star in the class of 23. Originally from Nigeria, he is now playing his football at uh, Flowers High School in Springdale, Maryland. And then in 2024, uh, the 24 class, there is Zena Umio Zulu, 
um, who was at obviously Allen High School in Texas, a huge, you know, power down there. Um, 6'4", 220 pounds. And I traded some messages with Zena um, after his Georgia camp, uh, George offer came out a couple weeks ago. And he was like, oh, yeah, I love Coach Uzo Dribe and that kind of thing. I was like, oh, well, you know, what did what did y'all talk about? What's the conversations like? And, said, and he actually said himself, and I believe he and Desmond are related um, by cousins. You know, they had a, a Twitter interaction. Uh, Desmond t- said his cousin was great when he got the offer anyway. Um, hey, what's the chances of uh, guys named Umio Zulu that exactly. are both uh, being recruited highly? Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. Exactly. Um, but, um, you know, Zena said, hey, me and Coach Uzo Dribe, we both have the same Nigerian heritage. I believe it's pronounced Igbo, I-G-B-O, uh, Nigerian heritage. And, you know, that's you talk about coaches, you know, Blaine, we've talked about it on this before, coaches relating to these guys and, you know, being, you know, like an older brother, a father figure, whatever you want to be. How cool is it when, when you're this this young man's, you know, parents or, or, or guardian or, or I don't I don't know, under you know, understand or know what his situation is, but to have a coach that relates to you on that kind of level has got to be pretty special for those guys. No doubt. I mean, you're looking at uh, obviously the hot topic issue, um, even, uh, you know, this this past week with, uh, you know, at the head coaches meeting and Greg Sankey getting interviewed by uh, Paul Feinbaum has, has been on the NIL and the coaches sparring back and forth with, you know, things, throwing barbs at one another. But still, ultimately, Jed, a lot of this comes down to relationships, right? And you have to have uh, have that, you know, kind of built into where, you know, it because guess what the nil deals are going to even themselves out over over time you know it's not going to be a big disparity one way or another there'll be the the elites right that are going to be kind of separated maybe from that second tier but amongst the elites there'll probably be 15 20 schools in the country that are going to be uh right there with each other when it comes to these nil deals so it's still going to come down to how do you develop guys and get them ready for the nfl and then also uh, the relationships that they build and having a common ancestry with, with people. That's definitely, uh, definitely a big deal there, but you know, Kirby smart in his press conference around signing day jet, I believe he was the one that, that said that, you know, there's a lot more commas in those checks uh, once you get to the league and after school with the Georgia uh, alumni network and all that kind of stuff. So he's still preaching to guys, Hey, Come here, get developed. We're gonna go. You're gonna go to the league. You're going to. Um, you're gonna go to the league, and also we're gonna. Uh, you know, if not, we're gonna help you get a great degree here at the University of Georgia, and you'll. Um, you'll end up having a good career and good living that way. So, those are things that are still being preached. Those are the things that they're still gonna push, and Coach Uzo Deribe will be uh, no different from that. Jed, also uh, this week, there's been some movement on some some quarterback offers and things like that. I'd put out my big board of quarterbacks earlier this week. And uh, Georgia, you know, they've, they've been talking uh, to the classes of 2024 and beyond. They have to reach out to the the coaches right now, right? And uh, they can't until the, the September 1st of their – of their um their junior year they can't really be the one uh the coaches can't reach out to them they they have to initiate the contact well ryan montgomery is a class of 2025 quarterback out of finley ohio that has offers from uh, michigan uh, has offers from ohio state penn state tennessee georgia tech a lot of high profile schools and uh he called up todd munkin this week uh and was was having a good good 
productive conversation with him. He's a guy that uh, Jed is a freshman through for 2,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So even though he's a class of 2025 guy, uh, it seems like uh, it doesn't start too, it can never get started too early when you're talking about the quarterback position. No, I mean, we've talked, I mean, how many guys, and it's funny because, you know, how many, when you talk to your average recruiting, you know, person that follows recruiting out there, how many 24 running backs can you name or 24 corners? But I bet people know Dylan Riola's name or, or Ryan Montgomery or how, how how often have we talked about Julian Lewis on this show? This yeah, kid, he's even in six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not even in high school yet. Um, And 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 people know him and, and that's not to disparage him because he's a very talented prospect, but I mean, this kid can't even, he can't even drive yet you know i mean it's crazy how yeah. early it started with these quarterbacks i mean heck arch manning how long have we known arch manning's name and obviously he's got a different circumstance with with obviously who his family is and everything but i mean i remember seeing videos of that kid when he was in sixth grade seventh grade yeah. and i didn't even i wasn't even a recruiting you know nut like i am now so uh it, it's especially at that quarterback position you've got to establish those bonds early because I mean, it's the most important position on the field. There's no, uh, there's no real secret about it. Yeah, I think it. I think it's absolutely. Uh, it's the position that drives everything, right? You know, when you're right. when you're talking about a quarterback, uh, obviously it, it drove a lot of conversation this year for the University of Georgia, and Stetson ended up delivering uh, when it mattered the most for Georgia in the national championship game this year. But it's the it's a quarterback driven sport right it's a it's a sport that everybody wants to know who's next on that speaking of uh you know quarterbacks in the in the 2025 class uh jed out of california uh they they offered a, a young man out of california uh this this past week in class of 2025 also today christopher Vizinha, okay, Christopher Vizinha. He's a, in the class of 2023. Gets an offer. I talked to Christopher when he visited Georgia earlier on, um, and there was there was a little bit of mutual interest there. Nothing, nothing uh, really, really crazy. Thought he had a good visit, things like that. But now months later, they circle back and they pull the trigger on the offer on uh, Vizinha, I believe is how you print it. It's V-I-Z-Z-I-N-A, class of 2023, four-star uh, quarterback out of Birmingham, Alabama. Out of Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama. Alabama, dang. Alabama, you know. But uh, when, it, when it comes down to it, the 2023 quarterback position, like we talked about in the uh, big board, right? You got Arch Manning. Head and shoulders, number one, is the one they're they're going for. That rumor that went out there with ESPN or what, whoever it was that put out it was down to two, uh, got shot down. I think by every outlet out there, <laughs> just with it became meme worthy. It was it was uh, great to see how that that went down in a hurry because certainly not down to Texas and Alabama. There, Georgia's still firmly in the mix, and even uh, other schools. Uh, his coach Nelson Stewart told me that. Other schools are even still trying to get in the mix with late hires of, you know, Billy Napier and and uh, Brian Kelly at LSU, things things along those those lines. So it's it's still a fluid situation there. But um, when you see Georgia offering someone like a Christopher of Bazinia out of Birmingham, Alabama, uh, four star quarterback, even though they've got Arch and and Nico that they're that Nico I am a Leva that they're going after as well. Um, and Dante Moore from Michigan got a got a recent offer from from those guys. So uh, from the University of Georgia. So the quarterback situation in the class of 2023 is very much so 
uh, Archer bust, I believe. And then, they're, but they're still going after some contingency plans, right? Because I mean, you could never put all your eggs totally in one basket, in my opinion, Jed. Right. Yeah, I think Arch Manning is is option one A, and then one B. You've got Nico Iamaliva and. Probably put Dante Moore at, at 1B. I think you'd probably agree with that. And then below that, you've got the, you know, maybe Vizina is there, or Vizina, excuse me, is there. Um, you know, probably Dylan Lonergan is there. Somebody's um, going to mess up terribly trying to pronounce Vizina's Yeah, it, we're, we're it's, playing the name game. It's, it's going to become a Seinfeld deal. Yeah, where, uh, we're just going to title good. this episode Name Game when we put it on yeah. the board. With, yeah, with not good with right there with, um, with Vizinia. So we apologize to the Vizinia yeah. family. I mean, we've got much. Marcel Reed there, too, out of Nashville. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, contingency plans or backup plans, whatever you want to put it. But And this has been a topic on the board this week. Arch Manning is not going to announce till later this summer, maybe this fall. Nico Iamaliva is going to make that decision, what, I believe April, April or May, pretty relatively soon. So – you know who is gonna it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a round of you know texas hold'em right it's gonna right. be all right who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna put them all out there and make sure they're going all in or who's gonna fold when they when they uh when it comes down to to pushing the chips into the middle so we'll see on that the quarterback that i was talking about uh in the class of 2025 that they offered this past week is steel pizella uh going to the, the italian the italian heritage at the quarterback position vizinha and pizella so they're they're going after his at a semi valley high school in california uh, boast proudly on Twitter that he is a 4.0 GPA. So the young man is a is a scholar athlete uh, to to boot Jed. So that's something that absolutely that's something uh, to be proud of for sure. But he got offered on Valentine's Day by Todd Munkin. So you could say that uh, Munkin's a little sweet on on Pizella. Who knows? Showing you know, the love. That, that, that's showing showing the love for sure. But uh, when it comes down to it, guys, one of the reasons that we come on here is to answer questions from the uga sports vault so uh, we're going to do that right now but just so you know if you're watching on youtube and you're not a member of the uga sports vault first uh go over to ujasports.com go ahead and uh you know go ahead and sign up you're going to miss out on a bunch of things um that the breaking news that that happens on the team side with uh dash and roddy and those guys and then of course all our recruiting coverage that we're constantly going out uh with like a a interview i had with Whit weeks who's a georgia legacy and then also on the youtube side i wanted to say go ahead and drop some comments in here because uh we will put those up as we go throughout the show but without further ado jed uh this show was supposed to be of course on valentine's day jed had jed had him a little date he had to take care of on valentine's uh day night so we're uh we postponed it to wednesday we'll be back to mondays uh next week uh, we we'll swear this time <laughs> we swear yeah we'll get it we, we we swear we will be back to mondays <laughs> next week but jed let's go ahead and uh get the uh get the first question here let me change yeah. my, my Caliente dog going with the valentine's day theme which 2023 recruits like 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 us right now and would definitely go to the prom with us today if it was prom and Jed, uh, who who do you think is in that category of being uh, the 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 ones that are that are really feeling Georgia at this moment? I don't know, man. I didn't get a date to my prom, so maybe I'm not the uh, the best one to ask. But um, let's see. You shouldn't do that go, when I'm drinking coffee. When I'm drinking a sip of coffee, you should not. Say I would about that. go. Let's see. I think we could put Madden Sanker in that category, right? I do too. Guard, South Pauling High School. I would probably put Justice Haynes in that category. 
Um, yep. Although Clemson is, is is obviously there as well. And I Ohio would, State. Ohio State, right. I would put probably Janelle Aguero in that category right now. And, I mean, I don't know about – I wouldn't pull the trigger on a prom date, but if you're trying to get some roses together and start planning, maybe – I mean, Cormani McLean, with, with how well that visit went um, in January, it kind of surprised us just to even – you know, see that he was coming and then everything that's come out about that visit seems like Georgia really killed it. And now they're up on that top level with, you know, Florida and USC and all those guys. So, you know, Haynes and Sanker and, and Aguero are, are locks. And if you want to go big, maybe start getting some chocolates together, you know, get your, you know, balloons ready for a possible, uh, you know, romantic proposal. And I think you could throw Kamani McLean in there too. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think uh, two other guys that I would mention, I think, uh, the hire of uh, Brian McClendon really has helped out a lot with Brandon Ennis. I think he feels really, really good about about Georgia at this point. I think he liked Georgia before, but now he gives him a, a little bit more um, incentive to kind of take a harder look. And then C.J. Allen as well, who's out of uh, the linebacker out of Barnesville, Georgia, Lamar County High School. He really, really likes the dogs, and, and Coach Schumann has really started to build a, a strong relationship with him. He's a player that – reminds me of how he plays and similar to high school uh, maybe not uh maybe not quite as tall but uh, a roquan smith type sideline to sideline just dominant player of course he does play in a smaller uh smaller division so he'd have to make a little bit of a adjustment he plays in double a ball here in georgia but nevertheless uh, still a very very good player all right db dog seven what we got jed who is the number one target on the board other than Arch? Is it one of the top receivers like Ennis? And are there any elite 2023 receiver prospects in Georgia? Who are the can't-miss in-state prospects? Yeah, so when you're talking about who's one of the top wide receiver prospects like Brandon Ennis, um, let's see, I know I know Santana Fleming is a guy who's really – you know, from the Sunshine State down there that has really been someone that, that Georgia's uh, been hard on. Jed, we were talking about this before. Any guys that, that come to mind that stand out to you as far as the top top receivers uh, in this class maybe that Georgia has a legitimate shot with? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of – I mean, not that this is, you know, breaking news to anybody, but there's a lot of talent in that South Florida area. You mentioned Brandon Anderson, Santana Fleming. Hakeem Williams is down there as well. He's got Georgia in his top – eight or whatever it is. Um, Jalen Brown. Brown is down there. Um, there's one more that I'm missing. Point is there's a lot of guys down there. And like you mentioned just a minute ago, you know, Brian McClendon has – Brian McClendon has got connections all over the country anyway, but the fact that he was on that Miami staff for for a minute there and started, you know, building those relationships with those kids there, that's that's going to mean something for these kids. So um trying to think elite receiver prospects in Georgia – um, not it, not necessarily. Not, not I mean, Caden Lee is is a four star. Yeah, Caden yeah. Lee is a four star that's moved to um, Kennesaw Mountain. That I think mm-hmm. is is going to be one of the better ones in the state of Georgia. But in terms of overall, uh, Braylon James out of Deval, um, Texas, is mm-hmm. someone that that Todd Munkin and Kirby Smart went out to his high school to check in on. Uh, during the contact period, uh, the former the coach out there is the former coach of the national team for uh, IMG. That was his last job before he left to take this job at Deval. So, Deval, one of those big high schools out there, Jed. You know, that's got a full indoor practice facility, yeah. all that kind of good stuff. So, um, definitely so- someone there uh, that that you want to 
obviously keep an eye on Braylon James, I think is, is someone that, that Georgia would obviously love to, to have in this class. Uh, so, you know, and then one more that that is jumping off the charts in terms of literally and figuratively in terms of his athleticism that that you kind of uh, I think spoke to recently is Kyle Casper uh, out of Arizona. Uh, did you see the dunk videos that, mm-hmm. that he put out of the dunk contest? They called it a dunk contest, but I think it was more just a dunk exhibition of 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 Kyle Casper at his high school. It was some unbelievable hops out of that guy. Yeah, he's from um, Arizona. He, and it's like I mentioned a minute ago, Brian McClendon's got these connections all over the country. Casper knows McClendon going back to Oregon. And obviously that's a West Coast-ish um, area, you know, Oregon, Arizona, not super close from, from the, my limited geography knowledge. But um, yeah. It's closer than here, right? <laughs> closer than here, exactly. So um, I would not, Georgia, Casper put out a top 10 or 8 or, or something like that. Georgia's in it. I, you know, expect Georgia to receive a visit at some point. Um, either this spring or this summer, uh, unofficial, probably first. And then if they can get him back for an official, that's when you really start trying to think, okay, Georgia might have a shot with this guy. But that m- relationship McClendon's already there. Um, so that's a, uh, that's a good first step to have. Oh, and one more note on a receiver is uh, Aiden Aiden Mizell. Uh, I spoke to. He's out of out of Boone High School in Orlando. Teammate of now current uh, Georgia player Ja'Cory Thomas, who's uh, early uh, – no, it wasn't early enrollee. I don't think uh, he he signed early, but not mm-hmm. not early enrollee. Um, Jacory Thomas, you know, now has signed with Georgia. His teammate Aiden Mizell is really blown up, uh, and Georgia pulled the trigger on an offer. They they love his speed, so he does uh, you know meet that category. He's a track guy as well. So Aiden Mizell out of Boone High School in Orlando is a name to keep an eye on. Uh, next one we got here is Mikey P. Nineteen eighty three heading into summer. What are the key dates we should pay attention to in regards to the recruiting calendar? I mean, Jed, when you come to March, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a specific, you know, big, big day or weekend. I think sporadically you're going to see guys coming in just kind of constantly. I've had several already tell me they're wanting to come in and, uh, you know, watch spring practice. I mean, and, and also wanting to see um, the spring game, you know, so that, that I think, uh, what's the what's the date on the the spring game again? Is the, April 16th. yeah, the, April sixteenth. So that that's definitely one you want to circle. And then uh, of course when you get to uh, the first of June, um, that's when visits will will start up again. And then they'll 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 have uh, things like the the scavenger hunt and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think I think leading through spring practice and into G day. Um, and then I think in the first of June, I believe, is when they'll, they'll start cranking those up. But with weeks, I was speaking to him. He told me uh, April, April, May, as soon as he can take an official visit, he's going to take one. So, I mean, uh, you'll start getting some official visits in the spring. Um, but I would say the, the the main date to circle right now is is G-Day and seeing, you know, who do they bring in there to kind of see them, uh, those guys compete right now. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, I mean, we've, you know, I think Dane or somebody had a, had a, a post in our, our group chat group text. God, I can't talk um, about, you know, the guys that uh, from this national championship team that went to 93 K day um, a few years ago. And I would expect this G day to, to rival that in terms of the enthusiasm and passion, obviously coming out of the national championship. So um, the visitor list for that game is going to be huge. I'm sure. 
Um, the, I'm sure George is going to try to lure some top talent in. I don't know off the top of my head if that is if if that's late enough for an official for that to be possibly an official visit weekend. Um, but either way, I mean that's going to be a huge weekend for visits uh, with guys coming into town. No doubt, no doubt. Let's get to our next one here. We got PA Dog Six Ten. PA, we appreciate you tuning in. You always uh, you always provide some good questions on here. Should there be concern over not having a secondary coach currently in the class of 2023 or no issue since I assume Muschamp is taking over making contacts? Um, Jed, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that it's been that big of a, uh, a hit at all. Like I think uh, obviously Jamila died did a fine job for the Georgia Bulldogs, help them win a national championship. But I think Kirby smart, uh, will Muschamp, um, we're doing a lot of uh, even Todd Hartley with some of the guys because Hartley had his his class kind of pseudo wrapped up, even though uh, Delp didn't really announce till a little bit later on. I think everybody kind of knew that one was in the bag. And even Todd Hartley was helping recruit guys like Jaheim Singletary. Dell McGee pitches in because he's got a more limited pool at running backs to have to recruit. So I think there's a, it, you know, takes a village, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and Georgia attacks the db group quite well absolutely hey pa dog i've got a permanti brothers shirt on so shout out to to pennsylvania right there um but yeah i mean there was literally an offer just went scrolling by on twitter a little while ago um gosh i'm not gonna be able to find it now but somebody said after talking with will muschamp i'm you know blessed to receive an offer from georgia um so you know you got a former safety will muschamp kirby smart i mean those guys are so involved with the recruiting anyway um, and they are so involved with the defensive backs, obviously in practice and all that kind of stuff that I don't think it's, it's like you said, a huge hit at all. I think it's going to be important whenever the new secondary coach is hired that he, um, you know, immediately starts reaching out to this process. Like we talked about with coach Uzo Deribe earlier, building those relationships with either the current commits or, um, you know, guys that are really going after the 23 class, Kermani McLean, like I just mentioned, AJ Harris, Tony Mitchell, um, Jalil Hurley, all those guys. Um, but as of right now, no, as far as, you know, Georgia, as far as whether it affects whether Georgia's in the top group for a lot of these top guys, no, I don't think um, it's been a major uh, impact at all so far. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, I think they're going to be just fine when it comes to the secondary side of, of recruiting things. All right, Jed, what's our next one say here? Yeah, also the the offer is Jacoby Davis, by the way. just saw it come back up again. But uh, should there be – oh, this is the same one. Should there be a concern over not having a secondary coach? Uh, so so they well, both asked I'm the same topic. question here hey Hel- elefano and or maybe maybe i copied the wrong question it, it anyways that might be user error there here we go scuffle town dog he goes as far as running backs for 2023 uh looks like we take two yes i agree with that ruben seems to still be favored to texas even though he's visiting a lot haynes should come to us so scuffle town's just laying out his projections here man <laughs> scuffle town's telling us what, what's going to happen he's asking about trey on web you know, I think Trayon Webb is uh, one that it, it, that 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 the emotions, the feelings, uh, kind of go up and down, right? Uh, you know, he came back after decommitting from Oklahoma, came back and really was all excited about Georgia after his visit there recently in in, uh, in January. Since then, you know, he's kind of, you know, gotten away from Georgia, and now there's uh, there's some other people trying to shoehorn their way in there. But uh, you got to feel like uh, with the relationship, Jed, that, that 
Dale McGee and Todd Hartley have with Trayon Webb, I and mean, they've both been in contact with him and recruiting him since he was in the eighth grade. Yeah, and this could be one of those ones that kind of shapes up like Kristen Miller's last year. You know, there's ups and downs. Other schools trend up, trend down, but Georgia always maintains like a, a background presence. Um, and, and obviously, Trayon Webb's situation is a little different because he has been committed to Georgia before. Um, but, you know, I th- it's like you said, the relationships there with Kirby Smart, Del McGee, all those guys. I mean, I think – and also, you know, there's guys – I mean, Jaheim Singletary just went up to Georgia from Jacksonville. Um, so there's there's that pipeline there as well. So I don't know. I think I think Georgia likes where they sit with him. I definitely think Trayon Webb is more likely to end up in the class than Ruben Owens at, at this very second. Um, and same goes for Richard Young. I don't I don't see Richard Young ending up at Georgia either um, as of right now. So I think he's the guy that they're going to try to get to compliment Justice Haynes, who I, we both think Georgia leads for right now. Um, but we'll see. I think it's it's like Kristen Miller said, consistency was key in um, in Georgia landing him. And I think that's going to be true for for Trayon Webb too if Georgia's going to land his commitment. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Now you know. Remains to remains to be seen if uh, after spring practice, who knows? Uh, Auburn is like like Auburn is a absolute dumpster fire right now with what all's been going on. Coaches still continuing to leave and all that kind of stuff, and uh, the embattled Brian Harson. Who's to say something doesn't happen in the spring? And uh, you know, over there, Tank Bigsby sees, hey, this ain't going to be a good situation, and he doesn't decide to. Uh, enter enter the transfer portal. I'm sure if that were to happen, Georgia would be absolutely all over him, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Georgia may have some movement out of their uh, backfield if that were to happen. So uh, with other guys potentially transferring out, so I, I think you still have to before getting too far ahead with this class of 2023 and how many you got to see. Let's what let's see what happens here when it comes to uh, after spring and the the second wave, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, to borrow a COVID term, you know, the second wave of uh, transferred transfers coming out through there. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens there with the running back. Scuffletown also had a follow-up. So what are y'all's thoughts on getting Deuce to go with Bowers, Washington, and Lucky? Uh, and I, I just, I don't see, I don't even know if Deuce Robinson will end up playing football. Uh, Jed, I mean, he's a very talented baseball um, prospect. Could, uh, has major league uh, talent from from every everything I'm hearing uh, from you know people pundits out there that that he could end up end up playing at the at getting drafted pretty high. And then of course you got Pierce Spurl in there. But I think with Lawson Lucky and Brock uh, Brock Bowers there for another year, and then of course Lawson Lucky's going to come in with Pierce Spurlin. I think it would have to be some significant attrition in that tight end room if you do see them bring in three tight ends this year. Yeah, because that's been part of, you know, when you spoke with Walker Lyons as well, that was something Georgia just offered him a a few weeks ago. And he said, yeah, Coach Hartley told him they're expecting guys to leave. They want to bring – they want to add three in that 23 class. But, you know, when you've got – Then Walker Lyons comes out and drops the top six and Georgia's not in it. Exactly. So it's – you know, it's a hard sell – when you've already, I mean, Pierce Berlin is, is, you know, he's, he's so, we've both seen him play. He's a very, very talented pass catcher. Lost lucky, very talented as well. And obviously Bowers will be there. Um, Oscar, Del- it's a very hard sell for these guys, basically when you're one of the top guys at your position to come in. And I don't know. I think 
it's going to be. And like you said, Deuce Robinson might not even play football. There's there's that angle too. So um, I don't know. I think and tight end could be something that Georgia ends up Georgia ends up addressing via the transfer portal as well. If you can't get a Deuce Robinson or or you know make a late charge with Walker Lyons, whatever. Um, that could be something that they try to look at at the transfer portal if uh, none of these other guys work out. But and and it would have to be other guys really, you know, heading out in droves. You know, it'd have to be right. something like right. like a seat like a Seether in Washington and all them deciding to bolt. But Washington may be the only uh, Washington and Delp are both good. They may be two of the only healthy tight ends in the room with Brock Bowers being uh, out out for uh, spring. So. Could be a, a lot of Darnell Washington featured once again uh, in in the spring after his viral moment where he just pulverized Dan Jackson into the into the into the Sanford the Sanford Stadium Dooley Field turf there, uh, Jed and and little would anybody know that that at that point Dan Jackson would end yeah, up. I was going to say, I remember like, the leading convoy for yeah, Ringo. I remember watching that play. I was like, man, who is this little guy that Darnell Washington just ran over? Dan Jackson doesn't have any business trying to tackle Darnell Washington. He's like one of the most, you know, ends up being one of the most important guys in the secondary, just stepping in out of nowhere. And obviously what he did on special teams. And it's crazy, man. It's the, the stories. I mean, what, how crazy of a story do you get than Stetson Bennett? So you never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's it's a team that that was one thing about this national championship is the way that it went down for Georgia. You have to feel like with the history of the CFP, right, and some of the 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 unbelievable offenses and one side of the ball kind of controlling things. This was one of the more team complete team driven mm-hmm. uh, national championships that 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 has been seen in a while. So it was a it was a definitely an interesting roster management and makeup of this team and georgia is going to continue to to work on reloading that's what we're here talking about uh mdd 31 florida and lsu now players for manning uh all i can tell you jed is i know that uh, nelson stewart the the head coach at at isidore newman told me that those guys were definitely trying to get involved um anything on your end that would make you think that that they're getting into the the sphere of influence so to speak yeah, I mean, like you said, there's – why would you not try to get in with, with Arch Manning? I'm assuming we're talking about Arch. I don't know if there's any other Mannings out there that people yeah. are interested in. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, Billy Napier obviously is – is you know, he's going to try his best. Brian Kelly has a – He's a Louisiana guy, team. Billy Napier. Right. So, I'm sure they've got – he's got a relationship with the Mannings. Brian Kelly, I'm sure, has crossed paths with the Mannings at some point. Um, but, yeah, I still believe it's, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Texas – right there at the top or miss is, is relevant. Um, Clemson was relevant, maybe not so much anymore, but I still think it's that same group, but obviously it's February and, and, you know, arch it's, it's unique. When you were talking about these quarterbacks earlier, that you were, you recruit them out farther, but quarterbacks also decide earlier, usually. And then a lot of these other guys, cause they want to, you know, bring guys with them and, and recruit the rest of their classes. So arch Manning being the number one guy in this class is deciding, you know, relatively late pushing this thing into, into the summer or early fall. So, um, you know, there's plenty of time for schools like Florida and LSU to be involved. So, <laughs> and let's be honest too, it, the, how, how it goes with, with recruiting, you know, commitments are just that they're just verb verbal acknowledgements. Yeah. Right. So and, I would imagine when Arch Manning makes his decision, you would see a rash of 
flips uh one way or yep. another from from certain certain areas so there will be plenty uh shuffling along the deck of the of the recruiting recruiting ship of 2023 once uh, that decision goes down for sure but like you mentioned jed that 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 this decision of nico i am avila uh nice. i'm a leva when he makes his um decision that's just going to be a game changer right because it's going to say okay here's one of the if arguably the best i mean he's not it's not like arch is here and everybody else is a mile underneath him arch is mm-hmm. unbelievably talented but nico at six foot six and the way that he can throw the ball and, and navigate the the pot inside and outside the pocket he's extremely talented too so that that'll be a huge piece uh that comes off the board and maybe the first uh, domino to fall so to speak Cannon twenty two forty five. If Arch Manning did not have the famous last name, would he still be ranked as the number one overall prospect in the country? If not, where does his skill set and upside rank him? Jed, we were talking about this beforehand. Um, you know, I let you give your thoughts uh, first, and then I'll kind of I'll kind of supplement off of that. But what what do you think if if, uh, if having seen Arch his film and stuff like that, do you feel like if you put didn't know his name would you rank him as the number one player in the country i mean i think i think so i mean i am far from a talent scout evaluator whatever but he just looks how a quarterback should look and the thing is he's not the typical i mean i'm gonna bring up his last name again but he's also got the wheels that his 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 uh his uncles don't didn't have you know he he's a true and I mean, dual threat might be a little bit extreme, but he's got the ability to move when he needs to. So I think so. I mean, but it's like you said a minute ago, Nico, I believe is very good. Dante Moore is very good. Um, but I think Arch Manning has, has got him edged out. And in our rankings that just came out, I believe Manning is one Dante Moore is six, I believe. And, and Nico is like 12. I mean, they're all kind of bunched there at the top. Um, but yeah, I think Arch Manning is, is, um, has got has gotten beat right now. Yeah, I mean, I I think he, I would still have Arch as the number one quarterback in the class of twenty twenty three. If I didn't know his name, you know, not saying that would affect uh, affect my decision one way or another. But I mean, honestly, I don't know if he's the overall number one player. I think yeah. that's kind of subjective at, at certain times. Uh, but when you, you know, when you talk about talent and what how you judge that talent, right? When you talk about a quarterback. I think you look one first, how does he, how does he handle, how does he handle pressure, right? What are his feet like accuracy ball placement? Okay. Arch Manning does not have the most, you know, he doesn't have just a howitzer attached to his, uh, you know, right shoulder. But when it comes, when it comes down to it, he's got elite ball placement he runs a true laser-timed four six forty uh, that we saw against some tremendous athletes uh, team from from the Tampa area that he was really able to to pull away from on a national broadcast. I think that showed off his athleticism, and he's got those typewriter feet in the pocket. I mean, there he's always whether whether he's on platform, off platform, uh, having to move, he's always able to be in a position to throw. And that's something that even Peyton Manning is, you know, slow, slow as he was when he would move or did have to, he would able be able to, to stop, set his feet and throw in a quick manner, Eli Manning as well. So that pedigree, that bloodline, Jed, I mean, you know, you can call it a, a, a help to him, but it also, 
uh, you know, there's just natural abilities that are going to come because of that. And and he, I think he's also got some of that explosive explosivity that his dad, you know, Cooper had playing wide receiver before he had his his injury and got hurt. Uh, also, one thing I'd like to point out too is he's a little bit different from the Manning's with the attitude that he has. I don't know if you've watched the the uh, the, the highlights and stuff, but he scores a touchdown, runs over a dude, and he like high steps and, and gets a little attitude going in the end zone there, a little celebratory deal. So uh, the competitive streak is certainly there for sure. But uh, I don't know. I, I think when you come down to it, um, guys like guys like TJ Shanahan, honestly, could be the, the number one overall. I think Georgia needs to go after him tremendously, uh, but being in the state of Texas there, you know, Texas A&M and, and Texas will be be strong there as well. Jaden Wayne is a guy who could be considered for the number one overall uh, prospect, in my opinion, a Brandon Ennis with the type of athlete he is. So there's several that are right there in the running, but I would definitely – I would have Arch Manning regardless of his last name as the number one quarterback in the class. All right, so, Jed, what we got here? From Mikey P, 1983, thoughts on Whit Weeks. Blaine, I'm going to turn it to you on that one because you're the one that talked to him. Yeah, I talked to talked to Whit uh, yesterday, put a story out on him today. So that's, like like I said, we're getting interviews with these guys. We're getting uh, insights. He was offered on January 15th, the day that Georgia celebrated their national uh, championship or the parade and the the deal in the, in the, um, in the stadium there, the celebration. And Whit, you know, Growing up in Oconee County over there, just literally uh, less than 20 minutes, you know, from where he lives uh, is, is where the, the stadium is. And he mentioned that he'd been to Athens a ton in his life and he had never seen anything like it. Uh, it was a, it was an unbelievable environment. He was, he thought that was that was great. But Whit Weeks is 6'2", 205 pounds. Uh, he's going to play inside linebacker at the next level. Pretty much every college wants him to. Maybe a couple talking to him about outside linebacker, but he's a guy who he can cover, uh, you know, cover sideline to sideline. Shows great uh, dexterity and and hands, you know, on offense as well. So he's a guy who has ball skills. He's able to cover, uh, cover, you know, tight ends, running backs, slot receivers. He's just got got that quickness and athleticism. And uh, on that day, that that celebration day, Kirby Smart brought him into his office. So here you got the head coach at, at Georgia, by the way, where Whit Weeks' dad played, David David Weeks, uh, you know, played uh, that wins its first national championship in, in 41 years, celebrates it. And on that day, they bring you in uh, to his office and, and Kirby Smart offered uh, Whit Weeks that day. So Georgia's definitely a, a top three top five school for for Whit Weeks LSU his brother just transferred to from Virginia to LSU so LSU is going to be involved as well Stanford you know there's there's a lot of a lot of schools out there that are vying for uh Whit Weeks uh you know several schools Tennessee a bunch of schools involved so um I think it Georgia has a really good shot with Whit when it comes down to it though he's a, he's a he's a heck of a ball player over there for Oconee County all right, Jed. Uh, so, fastest wide receivers, uh, John Adams, eighty-eight. Fastest wide receivers, twenty twenty-three. That we may may be on, meaning Georgia. Uh, who they may be on. You and I talked about, you know, Santana Fleming, uh, Jalen Brown. I mean, I, I'm trying to think when you talk. It, it really the qualifiers there is who Georgia may be in on, right? Uh, there's lots of guys that Georgia 
Sudo may be in on. I think it's a little bit early uh, to dig in after they've already got guys like, uh, you know, Duquavius Sori and Raymond Cottrell um, committed. I think they're going to kind of go regardless of speed level. They're going to go for the guys that are the more dynamic guys there right off the bat, like a, like a Brandon Ennis, who's not necessarily a speed demon, but does everything well. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at Jalen Brown um, out of Miami. We talked about him before. He's pretty fast. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you look at guys – I mean, Kirby Smart and these and the, the coaching staff, they're not going to want guys who are track guys and nothing else, right? I mean, that's not how these receiver offers work. Um, they want except guys, Darian Smith. <laughs> yeah, except except in the case of Arian Smith. Um, so they maybe should have, um, you know, gave him a little more milk or something um, before he came to Athens, but um but yeah i mean you know there a lot of these guys i mean brandon ennis is obviously very fast um you know carnell tate is a guy that's that's visiting athens um in march according to our, some of our rivals national guys aiden um, mizell too that we talked uh, about yeah. he aiden mizell i mean he went from not in the last rivals rankings to now he's i believe 91 i mean that's a yeah. huge i mean that kid is blowing 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 up so um yeah i mean he's another guy and you know we'll see yeah i think uh, i think it's still very early um especially with georgia already having a couple of receivers um as a couple of receivers committed at this point raymond cottrell is a guy who i think georgia fans should be very excited about mm-hmm. um and has uh certainly been through a lot of stuff with his instagram getting hacked and all kinds of stuff uh here <laughs> lately but uh raymond cottrell has his uh, ig back and he's he's ready to roll so uh Maverick forty forty. Can we make a serious push to land Ruben Owens and Justice Haynes? Yeah, I, I listen. Uh, Ruben Owens, you know, being from Texas, having been committed to Texas, uh, that's always going to be a tough deal. But but dead Georgia is having success in the state of Texas. I mean, they've been able to go get guys like Dylan Bell. They've been able to. Uh, uh, go get a, uh, a Donnie Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell, who, uh, yeah, he went his final year to Tennessee, but he was from Texas. Lewis Seen uh, moved to, to Texas later on in his high school uh, high school career and from there. So, you know, and then they just signed Andrew Paul, uh, running back out of Texas as well. So Georgia has, has had some success out of the state of Texas, and I think, uh, you know, Texas and Georgia are kind of in a fight for Ruben Owens. Yeah, and don't forget Julian Humphrey too, and this class right out of Texas, right? Yeah, and so, no doubt. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be tough, I think, because both Texas and Texas A&M are very involved. We all know what Texas A&M has done and is doing with with the NIL money and all that kind of stuff. And actually, you know, back in the summer when all this NIL stuff was kind of just getting figured out, Ruben Owens was one of the first guys I spoke with um, that that mentioned NIL and saying, "Hey, you know, yeah, Georgia's talked to me about it." So. It, it seems like that would play a little bit of a of a factor for him. I don't know that, you know, for sure, but but reading kind of between the lines there. So, um, but yeah, Georgia's in it as much as anybody. I mean, I spoke with Ruben's dad um, after they visited Athens um, in January, and he was like, yeah, they know how to treat you there. You know, they're running back you for a reason, and they, they love their running backs there. So that tradition's going to stand out a lot. It's just going to be a matter of can they – can Georgia overpower, you know, the, the in-state powers, Texas and Texas A&M to uh, – to get Owens out of Texas. Yeah, and I wanted to fly, uh, flash these up here while we're while we're uh, looking at some of the YouTube. Yeah, Barry joining us from China. We appreciate it, Barry. Uh, 
Good morning over there in, in, in China. Cy Morgan says, uh, what's up and go dogs. So Cy, we appreciate you joining us as well. Uh, please put in those YouTube comments. If you don't already, guys, do us a favor, subscribe, turn on notifications, absolutely free. Uh, it helps you know when all the, the content is coming out over here. And then we have one last question from our friend Pine Tree. Didn't uh, I thought we might get through a show here without Pine Tree asking a question, Jed, uh, but uh, I, that, been, that wouldn't even have been right. Pine Tree is a, is a you know staple here oh, on the show. Never. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, Pine Tree wants to know, do you see us getting Samuel and Pimba? Nicholas Harbor or Jaden Wayne in for a visit this spring summer. Um, I definitely think Jaden Wayne will make a return yeah. visit. Uh, Georgia is going to be Georgia's going to be all over that. Nicholas Harbor, not. I mean, I'm not so sure. I thought things were going pretty pretty good with uh, Nicholas Harbor. Saw that interview with Adam Freeman. Uh, not much mm-hmm. uh, of the rivals. Not a ton of mention of Georgia there. But with the kind of speed that Nicholas Harbor has, you can uh, rest assured that. Um, Uzo Deribe as the outside linebacker coach and, uh, you know, Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp, Kirby Smart are definitely going to try to get him in. And uh, you would probably know better on Samuel and Pimba than, than I would. Uh, what do you think the likelihood of him him getting in for a visit? Yeah, I think the likelihood of those three is kind of in the order we just talked about them. Jaden Wayne, number one, Harbor two, and then and then Pimba at the bottom. Um, Harbor you know, you, you got to wonder with the guy that's got that kind of track speed, how much would Georgia's track program come into um, factoring that recruitment and the possibility of running both and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think he mentioned he has three three visits for sure that he's going to take. It's like Maryland, Penn State, and Michigan, maybe three schools in the, in the Big Ten. So, um, yeah, I think Georgia's definitely going to get Jaden Wayne back. I would – you know, if I had to say yes or no, I'd probably say yes, they get Nicholas Harbor back. Um, and then, you know, Samuel and Pemba, you never know. Um, but um, but I'm not so sure about him. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's absolutely uh, going to be exciting to see when when things kick up after this dead period ends and, and uh, you're able to to get back on college campuses as a recruit. Uh, we will have all that coverage for you on UGA Make sure to subscribe here. Uh, like I said, turn on notifications. You can also catch the replays of this show uh, on the YouTube channel and on the uh, podcast version via the show as well. Guys, we'll be back at it next Monday night. Uh, have Trent back with us. He had a, had a late night this uh, this late day at work today, so uh, had to had to uh, go without Mr. Smallwood here. But we appreciate everyone tuning in. And thank you guys so much for the support. Like I said, subscribe, turn on notifications, and we will catch you next time on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts.